I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Is It Just Me? Uh, the podcast we basically like to think is your 40-minute reassurance every week that you're not alone in being totally weird, uh, paying far too much time and attention to the very strange and frivolous and silly things in life. Um, we are here for you, don't worry. In fact, it's just me this week. It's just James Williams. Uh, sadly, Joe, my co-host, my regular co-host, is a bit poorly and couldn't make it. But don't worry, it's not going to be a very flat show with just me wittering on for the next 30 minutes. I am joined, as ever, by a lovely guest guest and uh they don't come much better than this week's one uh he is i would argue uh, a young man with one of the finest voices of his generation both speaking and more importantly singing he's back with a brand new album um singing to strangers i'm delighted to say my essentially my co-host this week is the lovely jack savaretti <laughs> thank you very much for having me. that's quite an introduction yeah well I'm you're honored. welcome I did an honor. well thank yes you. but it is true jack because i mean i've been lucky enough um I've had a kind of I've had two previews of your new material because yeah. you were you sang at the Christmas lunch for GQ yeah, which I yeah, was at, yeah. and then I came to your uh, your showcase at An- the very Annabelle's. swanky Annabelle's. Can I basically thank you because that that's, was very swanky. That's a bucket list. Basically, <laughs> thanks. Probably the only to, time I'm going to go. That's the only time I'm ever going to get in. So basically, thank you for ticking off that on my list You're because welcome. I wouldn't that was have got, a really wonderful night, wasn't it? It was re- good cocktail. I heard there was a fight at the bar at some point about how much the wine cost. But. I swear there was not me. <laughs> Uh, but can I just say, those people must have been, because that was free-flowing. It, it was, was quite the do. It always is when it's the music industry involved. Exactly. I was actually surprised at how sort of well-behaved and quiet everybody was during the <laughs> show, because so often, this is my sixth album, I've done a few showcases, yeah. and like you say, it's free-flowing, and so is conversation usually during the show, so it was nice that and, everybody was really... And also, it. it was, you know, it was a time of year, it was dry January, yep. you know, people weren't supposed to be going out, and there you were, leading everyone astray by making them come out <laughs> on a Wednesday, I think, or a Tuesday. That's what I do. It was That's a school I mean. night. Very but good anyway, at leading astray. Far more importantly, I mean, yeah. what I was going to say is um i heard you sing obviously a couple of tracks of the gq lounge and then when i heard you sing candle which i guess is the, is the lead track right yeah, from the, the opening album, track, yes yeah. um when i heard you sing that then at the showcase it 
it literally felt like a song I'd known forever. Like honestly, it's got, it's got one of those things. It's a real cool. earworm, is it? But yeah. they, they say a song gets right. I've heard this before. I hope it's that. I hope it's not just plagiarism. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, I think it's that. It's it's a very traditional song. Yeah. Funnily enough, um, and and I think especially when you hear it in the environment of Annabelle's, where we were with sort of it was one violin, one piano, and a guitar. You really get that sort of traditional, it taps into a sort of genetic memory of like, why do I know this song? Yeah. It's quintessentially, it could be Mediterranean, it could be Jewish, it could be Eastern European, it's quite folky in a sort of way. So it is quite traditional, it's almost like a waltz. And that's why I wanted to open up with this song, because, it, I mean, apart from the fact that the name is Candlelight, it is sort of setting the mood for the rest of the album, yeah. a bit like when you light a candle and, and create that atmosphere, and so this is why I sort of led with this track. I mean, I can already see a, a very sexy Argentine tango being danced to it this year on Strictly. Yeah, it's I would, got... uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Somebody actually mentioned it the other day. They were like, yeah. could we use that for Strictly? I was like, please, by Oh my God, me. yes, hello. But I mean, was, I mean, obviously, you know, this is your sixth album. It's not your first time at this rodeo. But um, <laughs> what was your approach? Because you did mention a bit at the showcase, you know, there was very much, you had an idea, didn't you? A kind of a concept for this album. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever had an idea, really, before. <laughs> no, no, not, not just life in general, but before an album, for sure. Um, I usually, write songs and then I go in and what happens happens yeah um, this was not the case with this album I came back from about five years of touring pretty hardcore because the two albums previous to this came out quite back to back and so it was sort of re relentless and then I got home and thought now what I was actually really happy we moved out of London moved to the countryside I have two children I have three dogs it was a very different environment suddenly from any environment I'd ever written in before which was usually based out of frustration anger uh, motivation um did you have the adele thing she always says it's hard to write music when you're happy yeah kind of <laughs> yeah i really did yeah. actually and then suddenly luckily i sort of had this life is beautiful moment um and i felt very roberto benigni in the sense that i suddenly revalidated reevaluated re should i say romance and and how wonderful it is to be happy and to be romantic and to be in love and to feel love um, but romance was suddenly the thing because I was at home quite a bit when I, I took some time off and I was at home and I was listening a lot to the radio and there's love song after love song but none of them are romantic there was no romance in this it, it, you, if, I don't know if I explained myself like all these love songs are very heartfelt but there was no mood or atmosphere to them and I thought man I really miss those sort of soundtracks or those movies even lo even a lot of sort of rom-coms nowadays they're not very romantic there's mm. a lot of love in them but they're not exactly unometon femme these kind of things you know where people are on the verge of death for the sake of love yeah so i really wanted to bring back a bit of drama and i thought that's that's where i want to go with this album i don't just want it to be me hunched over my guitar talking about how I feel. I really wanted to create an atmosphere. Yeah. Um, a cin uh, quite cinematic, I guess. And so you're all fired up now then, I guess, because you must be really happy. Well, you should be very happy with how it's turned out because it did sound great because I think what was interesting Thank about you. the showcase is you said you kind of did different arrangements, right? And then yeah. the album actually was then played after you'd done the live. Yeah. And it's interesting to see how, that's always a test of a good song, isn't it? When yeah. it works stripped down then obviously works as a big production as well. Yeah, well, the songwriting I approach kind of similar to how I always write um, and I always really give very a lot of importance to songwriting to the structure of it to the, I want there to be a story I want people to sort of feel like they've either seen a film or read a book or just seen a really good photograph where they've noticed things that they would usually walk past but when it came to the production that's where I wanted the drama that's where I really wanted that sort of effect of 
you know, rather than showing up in jeans and a t-shirt, I wanted it to feel like somebody with a tuxedo had just walked in. The song had just yeah. walked in dressed in its finest. It feels very luxe. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Good. That's what, I was, yeah. that's what I was going for. And so the album's out um, March 22nd. Is that right? 15th. Well, 15th. Sorry. It's come forward. That's yeah, always a good sign. We can't wait anymore. It's been sort of People pre-order are, it for so long. People like, are gagging for just it. Just get it out. Yes. Just get it out. Um, and then you're also going on tour. Is that that's right? Later in the, in the year? Yes. Uh, we are starting tour pretty much just before Easter, uh, starting in Italy. Then we're going to Germany, Holland, and we're doing a lovely UK run, quite a sort of small UK run, not that many dates, um, but the, the main sort of event that I'm just having sleepless nights over is we're playing Wembley on the 31st of May. <laughs> which, which is, is a still, pinch me moment, yeah? Yeah, it's a real surreal moment. I mean, I've had a few pinch me moments in the last two years, but this one is definitely, I mean, it's pinch me, but it's also, I'm just very proud of it, and now I'm, I'm almost more feel pressure about my entire team my band and my production because i know how hard they've worked to get us here so i just can see it's the first time i've seen them genuinely nervous and excited so so you basically got into annabelle's and you're so you're selling out wembley i'm winning you are really you are (laughs) bossing it and also is it quite nice because how old are your kids now are they at a point seven and three so they're at a point now i'm guessing where they're getting a sense of what dad does for a living yeah they've come to a few festivals i don't take them on the road the road is no place for a kid that's for sure (laughs) not not the way we do we're not that we're not winning that much yet it's still pretty unglamorous <laughs> right. um, and unhygienic so yeah we don't bring the kids for that but they've come to a few festivals my daughter especially has been side of stage um yeah they love it you know they yeah. it, it's quite funny what's annoying is they don't get excited about stuff like the other day i came on radio while i was making breakfast and i was just secretly and neither of them reacted and i was like okay that can't happen. Every time Papa's on radio, you guys need to flip out because this is not easy. Like, don't take that for granted. And they're like, sorry, Papa. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. No one can knock the wind from your sails like a kid, yeah, right? They totally. literally just say it like it is or they just act like... Well, the name of the album, Singing to Strangers, yes. was sort of stolen from a conversation I overheard my daughter had where she was talking to a friend of hers and explaining what her dad does. And she said something along the lines of he just travels around the world singing to strangers. Aww. And I thought, well, I do a bit more... Well, actually, no, that's exactly <laughs> that kind what of- <laughs> that is essentially what I do. Yeah. But also, you've got good banter between uh, songs, I think, Jack. Thank you. Because not often, a lot of people don't have that. You know what I mean? A lot of people just ha- they stand there and they sing a song. I did that for many years. Did you? Yeah, I did. I was the quiet type for so many what, years. So, what did it take you a while to literally find your speaking voice rather than yeah, your singing voice? Yeah, that, that, that's probably the hardest part of this job. It's just being yourself is very difficult to do in front of a room of strangers. Yeah. Um, it sounds silly, but I heard Helen Mirren say, something recently the hardest part of her job is walking across a room and being convincing it's not dialogue it's which is just being comfortable within yourself being comfortable within your own skin with what you have to say in front of a crowd you know singing you know what's going to happen in those four minutes it's all planned it's like a script but what happens in between it's anybody's guess and that takes a while to get comfortable with i don't know if if i would say i'm good at it but i definitely i'm comfortable It, it would be really hard to upset me on stage I've heard people say everything to me now I've heard it all well also I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm glad for the sake of this podcast you found your, your speaking voice because we wouldn't have got very far without that to be honest Because you uh, can tell I don't we, shut up no, <laughs> we're about now to set the world to rights Jack I'm, I'm we're going to debate you. some very serious issues are That's you ready good. to do it I'm all for it let's do it right first up this week then Mr Savaretti yes um, is it just me who basically turns down anything that involves me queuing. 
I think this is a cultural thing <laughs> for me um, because I am born in England. I'm half British. I have a British passport, but I am also half genetically Italian. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody who's ever been to Italy knows so that- So you're, thank God you're not affected by Brexit then. I'm not affected. Well, we might, we're all going to be affected <laughs> yeah. by Brexit, unfortunately. <laughs> Don't get me into Brexit. Well, let's talk uh, about yes, queuing. Oh, yeah, let's stick with the queuing. Yeah, Brexit, <laughs> boring. God, literally been a Brexit holding pattern for two and a half years. Nothing's changed. Anyway, back uh, and, to and knows, queuing. Yeah, uh, back to queuing. Yeah, so my Italian- Italian, my Italian side, if anybody's ever been to Italy, there's this wonderful phenomenon whenever you get to an airport, to a flight for Italy. Every flight in the airport will have an orderly line in a queue. Whereas when there's a flight to Italy, the minute they call it, this sort of half moon gets created around the check-in desk of people cutting in front of each other. And funnily enough, it's very strange to explain this to people who aren't Italian. It's very um, respected to be able to cut the line in Italy. Really? Yeah, like if you clue, if you queue... You're a bit of a, you're a bit of an idiot. It's like, oh mate, you're just following the queue. Like, if you cut in front, you're kind of like people. Kind of are like, oh man, he got me. <laughs> like, Jack, this kind of tip of that, that makes you possibly the most conflicted person <laughs> in the world because obviously British people, that. we literally queuing is our gold Olympic sport. Oh, it's it's and it's and it's a sign of true like civilization, respect. This is what we gave the world. We will sit there, bitch and moan about it for four hours, but we will stand there. And if anyone tries to keep, keep, cut, cut it, oh, uh, excuse no. me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see, when I'm in Italy, I become frightfully British. Right, like, and then I be, yeah, I become sort of. And then you channel the Italian over here. I'm in England. I'm cutting queues left on and center. Wow. I mean, I mean, it's funny though, isn't it? Because it is a bizarre thing. When you think about it, there are there are certain things in life, and I've always said this a bit about dancing. When you think about yeah. what dancing is, and yeah. you look at people doing it, you think about it. It's a very strange thing to do. People just moving <laughs> around to music, and when you think about it, who invented queuing? It is quite strange that people just stand very still in a long that's actually, line. That's actually a really... That would be something I'm actually going to sort of... I'm going to spend the rest of the afternoon... <laughs> Thinking about Wikipedia and Googling See, that. We say it's frivolous, but actually we talk about the real deep, real deep issue, down issue stuff. Yes. Where does queuing come where does from? Where Who invented queuing? Like pigeons. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pigeons and queuing. Where did they come from? Yeah. Well, don't, we actually had Ward Thomas on the podcast, and we, uh, and we actually d- delved into why men have nipples, and the girls actually gave us the answer why. They knew? Yes, they did. But, but, but please enlighten me. Uh, it's because apparently you're given nipples before you're you're assigned a gender. Ah, that's They're, true. They, yeah. they, they 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 grow before. Exactly. Your, yes, See? yes, yes. So the War Thomas girls going to be on tour with you, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They They're were coming on. Girls. I think yes. they're divine. And I saw them for the first time when they were like. 13 oh my I gosh. think because they're still sort of god I hate overachievers I hate overachievers yeah no seriously <laughs> talented overachievers but you guys can recreate this but you can talk about these really deep down about important nipples. issues and nipples <laughs> and on, on tour that'll be my icebreaker when yeah. I see them on tour but I mean it is funny isn't it because I mean, I mean I, to be honest anything with an airport queue that's almost like a subcategory of, of this of this because I've seen airports and queues I mean speedy boarding well, I mean that makes like, me very tense just the speedy notion boarding is speedy boarding doesn't unbearable. exist doesn't, it doesn't exist you pay exist. basically to queue I, the worst part <laughs> is when you get on the bus and then everybody else gets on the bus and they're closer to the door to get off the bus so you essentially does lost. your heart sink any quicker than when you're getting off a flight and you see a bus that, I hate it when, it when it's not attached to that but little... Do you, do you ever fly to Italy? Because like Italy is... It's, it, it, the, the Olympic sport in Italy is, is genuinely like cutting. <laughs> cutting is... I mean, it's so aggressive. And I tell you what really... really and can I ask, is, is this everywhere? Is this everywhere, like in the everywhere. bakery? Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, right, everywhere. Okay. In the bank. Forget <laughs> the bakery. Even in the bank, this happens. But what really frustrates me, speaking of queuing again, is when you're getting off a plane and the people on the seats behind you try to come out, get off before you. Mm. That's when I'm all for queuing. <laughs> That's when I'm like... Yeah. I wish they made an announcement. We are going to land. Please get off one in a, in the row that you're assigned. Yeah. Don't try and get off in front of 
Because that just slows everybody down. It becomes traffic. I do think it's a it's a big. It, it tells a lot about the person on a plane that will actually let you go in front of them. And they, as yeah. getting off, you think you're a nice person. You're a Whereas the person. people that literally cuts you you're off, like, you're like you're a bad person. To- totally. Yeah. I, I judge that their entire existence <laughs> on that split second. You've come to the right place to judge. <laughs> we, we we better hold podcast on this, Jack. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. So okay. So basically, what you're telling me is I need to channel my inner non-existent Italian when it comes to this whole queuing nonsense. I guess because I can't get my head around it's queuing for the bus that clack, that cracks me up that really cracks me up like I've, I remember when I first moved to London and I was like why is everybody in the line by the bus stop and they're like they're queuing for the bus and I was like that's amazing like that blew my mind because I can get it for a plane you know yeah. there's a little bit of civility there yeah. you have a number there's a bit of logic to that you know but the bus to me it should be about survival of the fittest well see my <laughs> thing is right now I've got to an age now Jack where to be honest trying to get me out on a Saturday night in Soho, going to a club. I mean, literally, I, I'm way beyond that point. I mean, you've said you've moved to the country. You so. have to queue. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying, right? So I, when I see people, I'm like, dudes, nothing can be that good that's worth queuing no, for. This is half an hour of your life you're never going to get. I that. heard, I mean, you, 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 obviously, you're an artist. This wouldn't have ever happened to you. But I heard about somebody the other night, and bearing in mind, this was one of the Brits after parties who queued for an hour and a half to get into a Brits after party. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry. That's just more about the person than the queue. <laughs> I, I would have just gone. Fuck this! I'm yeah. not. No yeah, party yeah. is worth this. I don't well, care. If there was Prince, a check at the end of that. Queue even if Prince like... has been brought back from the dead and is doing a surprise PA, I'm not queuing that long. Yeah, I've got better things to do. I'd, I'd rather show up somewhere crazy early. Yeah. Than queue. Ah, yes. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go for that option. Okay, but hang on. How do, how do you feel about those people that are queuing for the Apple Store the night before a product goes on sale? That's just weird. <laughs> like not that early. When I say early, I mean like you you're know, in your sleeping bag. No, exactly. I'm not bringing a tent. <laughs> But that people do do that. I know. But people queue. For, I, I do feel though, that, and this is what annoys me a bit is like sometimes you know, now because I've gone into rants about um, you know no reservation restaurants, and you because know, I think some restaurants love this idea that they're such a hot spot. There's no yeah, reservation yeah, that, and people yeah, are literally that, that pisses, queuing. That pisses me off. Too. Yeah. I'd rather go to McDonald's. Yeah. Well, it is essentially <laughs> the same thing. That I, I I kind of agree with you there. But also, does, does no reservation restaurants even exist in Italy? Is it is this a terrible London affectation? I think so. I think yeah. it, I think it creates that thing. Of, it, it's it's the same thing about having people queuing up outside when it's empty inside. Yeah, it creates a buzz. So I think there's that. And having that said really that, obviously we nuts. need to obviously make it very clear that if you are queuing up to buy Jack's new album, Singing for Strangers, and you you should really bring your tent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we absolutely applaud that. Any queuing that involves basically buying Jack's just album, download it. You don't have to queue it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If only you could just download every experience, you would never have to queue well, again. we're getting there. We are, we're, we're we? are definitely getting there. I mean, we don't, now we, I live in the countryside, so we've become proper Well, like, do you notice, though, because family. I worry that it, with me, it's the fact that I'm becoming increasingly impatient. So, you know, and, and so sometimes I wonder, do you know what? It would do you good to queue. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting patiently. Think about, do I really want to purchase this? Even? Yeah. In the queue, I've changed, that does happen to me in queues. I've gone like, oh, Forget about this. Yeah. Like I'm out of here. I've left things behind. I've just stormed off. You are. That's happened to me a lot in Zara. Yeah. So <laughs> For some reason, Zara. Zara never have enough staff on their on their tills, and no, I'm always stood true. there going, 
and I'm literally queuing for 10 minutes going to buy a top. I'm going, actually, I don't want this top that bad. Yeah, you know what? Forget yeah. about it. I'll, I'll just, See, yeah. sometimes queuing is good. It gives you time to it's reflect. bad for the economy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The high street's suffering Forget enough. Brexit. Queuing is bad for the economy. Where does the word queuing come from? Can you answer me that? Queuing. Because that's, I grew up in an American school. Yeah. And that word is alien to my American friends. Also, it's a bitch to spell. I mean, people always get that. They, they can never quite I get actually, the... I actually misspelled it when I wrote <laughs> you to do this. I had to sort of go back and read your email to it's, see how you spell Absolutely. Q. It's one of those ones that people have to think three, four times. Is that the right order like two of the... There's two there? U's. Yeah, I mean, you know. What other word? Well, maybe there's many, actually. I there, wouldn't say that. Being there, dyslexic, I shouldn't start talking about spelling. Well, to be honest, we've established that queuing is a mindfuck, whether yes. you're doing it or spelling it. So I think we've pretty much established where we stand on that one. Has yeah. no meaning. Absolutely. Me. Has no meaning. But if you are sat there going, yes, Jack has hit the nail on the head. Italians don't queue if you're Italian and you're listening to the show, because we do have listeners No, but this will really frustrate your English audience because oh, they'll be will. like, that is so true. I hate going to Italy because nobody queues. Well, if you have <laughs> Everybody any, cuts the queue. If our lovely listeners have any strong feelings about queuing or anything else, <laughs> do get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. Uh, the usual email address applies. It's is it just me podcast at gmail.com. Do send us your thoughts and also send us any um, ideas for future topics. We read every email, I promise. Next up, is it just me who hates surprise parties? Ah, now, I have to ask you this. Have you ever had a surprise party thrown for you? Yes, and this is kind of why I hate them. Because <laughs> I've had four attempts by oh, my wife. Right. Four attempts and four failed attempts. Right. And this is totally not her fault. This is why I hate surprise parties. Because I'm a little bit of a control freak. Right. So when it comes to organizing anything, I really... If I, I don't have to be the first one to know, but I have to be the last one to make the final call. I'm, right. a, I'm. This is really reflecting bad on me more than anything. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, four times my wife, bless, has tried to make this happen, and because I've been sort of sniffing around too much, she's just gone. You know what? Who? What do you want to do? Who do you want to come? And I've and I've sort of broken it, and I felt tremendous satisfaction, <laughs> if I'm honest. Once I've diffused the surprise plan, were you that kid that was always looking for your Christmas presents, where they were hidden? Kind of, yeah, a little bit. But I wouldn't Damn. open them. No, I just wanted to know where they were. The heads up. Yeah, I just wanted to know. So does that make sense? Yeah, well, it does. Well, to be honest, I'm kind of with you on this one because I, I, I was going to say because I did once successfully have a surprise party thrown for me, and the worst thing about it is is how smug I was about literally on the day of the party taking the piss out of surprise parties so basically what happened was i worked with this guy uh and we shared a birthday and as we were leaving work that very day i said oh, what are you doing for you, what are you doing for your birthday and he said oh i'm having a surprise birthday party in quotation marks you know because he, he said yeah i basically know i'm having a surprise party i'm gonna walk into this restaurant and, everyone's gonna, and i'm going to pretend to be surprised and i was going oh my god aren't they the worst That's you so all lame. everyone always knows <laughs> people always find out no one ever falls for that crap blah 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 Amazing. cut to i leave work i go home to my studio apartment literally a tiny box apartment i walk in and there are about 50 people who all just jump out and scream my happy birthday at me and I and I literally nearly shat myself because (laughs) so a I it's it's a combination of two things the fact that I I, honestly for the first three hours of that party I just walked around shell shocks I think I was genuinely physically in shock because it was just so weird and I I got the fright of my life and then I just felt like a prize idiot because looking back there were all these and there were all these glaring neon signs saying you're having a surprise party you're having a surprise party (laughs) none of which I twigged you know so I have to say when it's when it's done. But did you enjoy it? Was because there is something very touching about a surprise. Oh my god! So that's so that's one thing I would say. As much as I don't like a surprise party because of the setup. 
every time it's happened, even though I've pretty much known to the T what's happening, whatever, there's always somebody there that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. And that always blows my mind and makes it totally worth it. And do you, how do you feel about attending surprise parties? Are you fine with that? Yeah. Or does it make you tense? It, I don't know. I always find it a bit contrived when I'm. Ha- have I, you ever given away the game to somebody else? Because that's the worst feeling. No, but I've 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 been a part of quite successful ones. Um, not organised them. Just been a part. <laughs> but like I've seen it really work. Yeah. And it is cool. Yeah. Like, but I always feel like the person who's having a surprise party misses out on sort of half of the fun stuff, which is everybody. Because they're in shock. Take it from me. I no, know. But because so much happens before they arrive. That's true. <laughs> so yes. So much of the getting ready and all—that's the really exciting yeah. part. And the poor guy whose birthday is is having none of this experience i mean i have to say trying i I recently was involved in throwing a a surprise party and trying to shut your friends up after they've been drinking for a good hour about it and trying to turn off the lights in the dark because obviously we're just all overgrown kids the second you turn off any lights everyone starts laughing giggling (laughs) making you know what i mean they're pissed so you know it's like it is like herding drunken cats trying to keep anyone so what inevitably always happens is anyone approaching will just hear that rumble but i have to say i do remember when I opened, I put the key in the door to my ha- my flat on the day of this ha- surprise party. It was I could physically feel just the, this heat, and I and I kind of went, "There's something very wrong here." And then I thought, "No, no, 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 this can't be happening. This can't be happening." And then I opened the door, and it, oh my god, this is actually happening. But that's brilliant, though. I mean, it was. So that, that aspect of it, I love. Also, it was so random. It was like a 23rd birthday. It wasn't like a, it wasn't, wasn't like 21st. It wasn't no, a 30th. That's when you've got to do it. Yeah, that's when. That's when. It, that's when the surprise. Because people comes. expect it, don't they? Yeah, milestones. if it's a 30, 40, or 50. Yeah. Like, why is nobody? paying any attention let's mix it up with the 27th and that i also <laughs> hate too when you sort of can't you don't know how to react around when you know that somebody's having a surprise party i yeah. hate the tension that that causes me so like you know oh we're going to throw so-and-so a surprise party and i know about that for like a month before mm. i avoid them i actually end up avoiding these people who are going to have a surprise because i just know <laughs> that if i have too much to drink you can give or, a game <laughs> or i'll give it away or like i'll just randomly say see you next sunday yeah. you know see you there but do you, don't you think there are some people in this world that literally just like they like to turn everything into a surprise like they, you know and they, i mean i have certain friends that won't even yeah. like read the menu in a restaurant because they want to be surprised when they surprise me <laughs> it's like oh god really it's like exactly but i mean how do you feel about like just little surprises so like, you know would you surprise your wife i don't like, like little romantic gestures? because my daughter's the same oh, really? and it's really fun uh, my son and my wife love a surprise and are actually kind of really underwhelmed if there isn't the occasional surprise every now and then. <laughs> if it's just a nice dinner. Yeah, no. exactly. They're like, well, I kind of knew. They want, they, they yeah. really like this. Where's of, the hot air balloon? <laughs> yeah, but I'm quite, um, what's the word? Um, making it up as you go along. Oh, spontaneous. Uh, spontaneous, yes. So, so surprises aren't really my thing. I sort of either don't do it or be like, let's do this. But do you think as well, because I would imagine your day job Pretty much, you know, your your diary is very, you know, you have to be at a certain place at a certain time for yes. a lot. You know, it's yeah, very yeah, much yeah. regimented, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. is that what does that tie into the fact that then you quite like knowing what's happening? One, I get being... into that, especially if I've just come off tour and stuff. The worst thing you can do to me, the worst thing you can do to a touring musician is surprise them. <laughs> like we don't, we every surprise on our job is usually bad news. You know, it's usually like something doesn't work. So-and-so didn't show up. What has happened to, you know, why is the venue not there? Where are we? That kind of stuff. So I think when you get back, you just want, or you become quite ordered. You sort of get pushed around. Like this is what you do. You get very structured, ironically. Yeah. So um, do you think your wife's now officially given up on trying to surprise you? Then is that it? Do you think? I mean, I she did. I know she did because this recent birthday, I literally organized the entire. She was just like, <laughs> you do it. 
You do it, I'll get a cake. That, that was sort of her mentality. Well, I was going to say, because to be fair, if, if it's a bit like you know that person doesn't like it, it's a bit like, I mean, I always say this about, you know, strippers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, strippers make me very tense. Men, women, stripping. I, I just don't like it. It makes my palms clammy. I find it very embarrassing. And also, even when it's not me, like, I mean, oh, God, if anybody got me a stripper, I'd never talk to them ever again. But you know what? You've gone to those parties, yeah, I like hens. Yeah. And I feel embarrassed for the person having the strip. It, I, I, I just think God. I'm it, like this doesn't look like a pleasant experience. No. This looks like just a mocking. So yeah. Of, so yeah. I always think God. People, my, my friends know that would be my worst nightmare to hire me a stripper. And I guess in the same way, if you know somebody hates surprises, it's not fun organising it because it's a lot of work and then you get no reward for it. And I think that's what that's what me and my wife have gotten to. I'm pretty bad at hiding. Like yeah, I knew that was happening. <laughs> or I, I'm I'm terrible at receiving gifts. I love giving gifts. I love like at Christmas. I have more, and not not because I'm generous, not yeah. at all. Like I generally get a buzz at the buying at the but no, but also like um, giving somebody something that I'm I'm sure it's going to be something they're going to love and all that. I, that really I get a real kick out of that. Every time I get a gift, again I'm a, I sound like a horrible person, but being quite uncontrolled for it, <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, that's not the one, but yeah, that thank you, that's not the one. <laughs> like that that's close enough, I so, guess. So so you literally are that man that's impossible to buy for. Yeah, I am. I got an umbrella for Christmas from my and hey, I was like, it rains a lot in this country, Jack. I know, but an umbrella, like what, what, what am I? But the fascination thing to me was like. When did I ever give this? Like, what when, is it about me that says what, umbrella? Yeah, what, like, <laughs> have we spoke for the last year? Like, where did this come from? Like, I don't remember ever saying, God, I really love a, a classic. Um, I mean, it was I mean, a beautiful old-fashioned umbrella. But. I mean, I mean, yeah, you are on slippery. I mean, it's not as bad as I remember the Christmas gift that one of my female friends got from her boyfriend was a gym membership. Ouch! I exactly. That's that did not go down well. Surprise! Yeah, surprise! You need to work out more. It's better. I mean, really, is that what you're trying to tell me? Happy that's, Christmas. That's proper. Unless, of course, she asked for it. No, she really didn't. She really didn't. No, she was hoping for some nice perfume or you know a handbag. Not not a fitness first membership. Oh God! I know. That's terrible. There you go. Anyway, yeah, if you I've are, had, I've had a few. Of, I've had those. You know, like washing machines and stuff for that. You're like, mate, that's <laughs> like you was, can't do that. Oh, as in people as bought, a gift? Oh, as in a gift? I, it was it was a birthday present, not Christmas. Got a friend of mine. I was really excited that he had just bought his, his girlfriend at the time a new washing machine, and it wasn't done at all in that sort of chauvinistic manner that it no. represented. It was done generally because she'd moved into a flat and everything, and and, and she probably a, said, "Oh, I need a new washing machine." She needed a washing machine, and it was a really lovely thing. However, I was like, "You shouldn't have just buy something else for the birthday and yeah. then buy the washing machine." I hate to say it, and I hate to talk in very sweeping general terms about men and women, but I t- I think that is often what, what happens with men. They they tend to they don't really like it, so they go practical and they go, "Oh yeah, she mentioned she wanted a washing machine." Oh. That, she love that totally, and then totally. they don't have that sort of had they had to queue for it and had that <laughs> 10 minutes of thinking oh is this uh, the right thing to be do doing not on her birthday. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but they don't because they're so stealthy they go in they make the yeah, decision yeah. they do it yes Very anyway true. there you go if you're sat there going uh, uh you want uh, i've had the worst ever gift sent to me do send us uh your worst ever nightmare gifts surprise love to yes gift. surprise I, bad surprises yeah, when it t- comes to tell gifts. us your terrible surprise stories and your terrible gifts we'd love to hear them we'll read them out uh again the email address is is it just me podcast at gmail.com millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So, lastly then this week, Mr. Savaretti. Yes, um, where are we at? Well, we're sticking with a, a sort of party theme here. Is it just me that has a love-hate relationship with fancy dress? Ah, okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, I tell you why, because a friend of mine has actually a milestone birthday. Don't worry, it's not going to be a surprise. He, he's organising it himself, so he's turning 40. And I think... A bit like the 40s have become like the new Hindus, haven't they? The new, yeah. uh, they become or, or milestone birthdays. Yes, the you've got to go major. Yeah. You've yeah, got to true. go abroad. You've got to really throw all bells and whistles at it. So he's now feeling this tremendous pressure to, to come up with a theme. And we pretty much sat there for about two hours a few weeks ago, literally running through all the different what ideas the, for fancy ha- dress. Can you give away? The- well, it's not happened yet, but one of the ideas was a uh, pajama party. And he nice. said to me, what do you think? And Because he'd had some negative feedback. And I said, well, do you know what? A, I think girls would love it because girls can pretty much wear pajamas as fashion. You know, I know girls I used to work with, you know, pajamas as outerwear is an acceptable thing. But I thing. found girls now, whether it's Halloween, fancy dress, whatever, they manage to somehow make it all look really great and hot and sexy. <laughs> Whereas guys, we don't have, like, we just well, look like idiots this any is the fancy thing. dress there is. And I think as well, pajamas, you're, you're either going to look a bit like... We the Willy Winky, or you're going, yes, or you're going to look like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. That's very true. So anyway, I never realized the pervy side no. of a man in pajamas exactly. until just now. Thank you, Hugh Hefner, for your legacy. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it, it, it is a good, but it was an interesting point because I just kind of thought then, you know, we got into a big debate. Oh, well, you know, but ultimately it's really easy. Everyone has pajamas, or everyone can buy pajamas. And then does everyone have pajamas? Well, they probably don't. But you could probably just buy them yeah, on yeah, eBay, couldn't you, or somewhere? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you you know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas and we, you've always got the robe. You yes. And then we started thinking then about trying to make it too clever. And then basically you, you get to a place where you just realize, look, the people you're talking about hate fancy dress. So they're just going to bitch and moan no matter what. The, the, the fancy dress could be black T-shirt and they'll bitch and moan because it says costume, you know, and yeah. they'll because some people really get very in the same way you get 
tend to surprise parties. Some people literally are allergic to fancy dress. Like one of my friends won't go to a fancy dress party if he knows because he has a phobia of clowns. So he's always scared that someone's going to dress as a clown. Well, I don't have a phobia of clowns, but I definitely have a phobia <laughs> of fancy dress. Do you? Like the op- the carte blanche fancy dress. Right. Where it's like anything goes. Right. That really, it kind of just irritates me. Well, that, 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 that's my point as well. Because I said to him, you don't just want to have something so vague that no one knows what to do. That's what I mean. And I, I hate like, a having to think brief. about it. <laughs> as in not actually a tight under. <laughs> now that's a party. That's one hell of a dress code. Uh, but I mean, that would be great. <laughs> Please wear your tightest <laughs> briefs and come celebrate my 40th. It's not that kind of party. Um, but yeah, so it's, yeah, but you, you know, like an actual concise to the point. I like I like errors. Yeah, uh, does that make sense? Like you know, 60s or 50s or 40s. Yes. I love that. That's great because it's like, oh, okay. So cool. you're not a bar humbug when it comes no, to fancy exactly. dress, but it's also just normal clothes. Yeah, like you you don't have to. It's the sort of Dressing up like I also again, this is a very British tradition. I find the fancy, fancy dress. dress, yeah. In my experience, I mean, in, in, in Italy, my, no, in Italy, absolutely. You have carnival, which yeah. is the only time we get fancy dress, but even carnival, it's quite um, well, recently now it's kind of been hijacked by Halloween and all that. And Halloween, but it's even, Halloween because I mean, Halloween definitely when I was growing up was not as big a deal as it no, is now. No, Halloween, Halloween's now taken over the is world. insane, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a marketed yeah. thing all over the world. Um, but even Halloween, like, is hilarious. I go to Halloween parties all the time, and there's nothing Halloween. No, there's nothing um, scary. No, it's sort of. It's there's w- a lot of cats. Yeah, it's <laughs> basically of- now. Oh, how can I look sexy? How can, yeah, everyone and men and women and put blood on my face. Basically, most of my male friends are just anything that involves. Oh, I'll just go as a Marvel character and yeah, show off my ripped torso. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> it's like, it's, that has nothing to do with. It. <laughs> exactly. um, yeah, um, I don't know. It's but, weird. There are some that don't bother me. Like there's a Mexican tradition, Day of the Dead, and I love that where they sort of all this they do this crazy makeup to sort of this yeah, crazy sort of skeletal yeah, yeah. makeup. I like. I like when it's about errors, but it's it's the it's the like I said, it's the sort of fancy dress that there's a new one right now that everybody does. It's uh, OTT or something oh. over the top. Right. So that is that just very that's the elaborate. Fancy dress. Oh. Yeah. So it's like gold chains, big hats. It's I mean actually that's basically, very extra. Yeah. Very exactly. Very yeah. yeah. And that that. Yeah, I just, I just don't feel. I it guess my feeling about when I said, "Is it just me that has a love hate thing?" Because I'll be honest, when I when I see if I, if it's a Halloween party, if I see, I do have that initial thought of, "Oh God, it's fancy dress." But then, but then I go, yeah. "Oh," and then I get really into it, and then I'm that idiot, literally spending over the top hundred quid on Amazon crap. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'll go into the going to an antique shop, the fancy dress shop in Clapham, going, "Yes, yes, I'll spend sixty quid on basically a, be- a bunch of very flammable tat." Yeah, you I know? think I once spent two hundred quid on a top hat. Yeah. For a fancy dress party. You would do it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I did. Because also it's panic. It's so stupid. It's the ultimate panic buying because often you leave it to the last minute. Yeah, and so you've you got no choice. Other friends of yours are like, they start telling you about their outfits and you're like, damn, you've really thought about this. I know. I'm going to look like a schmuck. Like, I need to get this going. So, what's your proudest fancy dress? Because I, I was going to say, some, I do have to say, I remember going to, uh, you know, I, I love going to a fancy dress party. And then my favorites, always the ones where you go, who are you? And then they tell you, and then the penny drops and you go, that's genius. Like, that's, I'll, I'll yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. right. Those are great moments yeah. when you're like, I remember going clever. my friend Terry uh, we once went to a uh, it was a seven, I think it was a 70s theme party and he literally walked in as Concord <laughs> he literally he's a graphic designer he made a Concord, co- a Concord costume yeah, I've and seen that funny was, ones. Yeah. I mean, the ones that I won't mention. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, this is a, the era of political correctness. Yeah, yeah the era yeah. of political correctness. I won't, I, won't, I no. won't record myself. But I've seen some very funny ones. Um, yeah. My proudest moment was about a couple of years ago, we went to a friend's 35th, I think it was. So not like a massive milestone, but it was on this 
uh, uh, Osea Island. You oh, yeah, amazing, yes. Where like the tide goes out and you yeah, get yeah, sort yeah. of it's stuck like a private island just outside near Essex, right? Near yeah, Essex, yeah. exactly. And you have to make it there by sort of six o'clock. Or you can't get on there. Or yeah. you can't get on. And yeah. then you're stuck there till like eight the next morning. Yeah. So it's, it creates this kind of eerie vibe anyway. It's a bit fire festival. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And and to be fair, actually, it was organized as well as Fire Festival. <laughs> but it was really fun. And it was that was the over-the-top theme. Yeah. Um, and me and my wife went dressed kind of in the same outfit. We went as sort of New Orleans voodoo doctors. Yeah. That's where I got the top hat from. Um, and we sort of both wore these, like, black dungarees, big top hats. And then we just had, like, all these kind of, like, New Orleans pearls and everything on it. But mine, I just looked like a sort of really weird homeless person yeah. and my wife looked stunning yeah like and i was like how this Goes is why i hate fancy dress <laughs> men always look a bit shit men always look really shit in I fancy know. dress like i've never gone to fancy dress and go like damn he's rocking that yeah. well maybe once or twice but like <laughs> generally speaking all the girls look amazing yeah. and maybe there's one dude who's got it right yeah. but the rest of us look like what? and have you still got that top hat jack i do my it's in my it's in my son's room i was gonna say for 200 quid I've still it's, got it. It's, it, it's an heirloom now. I, I still got it. I actually used it to do like really bad magic tricks at my daughter's birthday like, two years ago. She <laughs> it's was come, like at the age. That it's come in up. handy. It's come in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Late nights, the top hat always comes out. <laughs> well, Jack, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Um, well, let's, thank, I've learned a lot about you. Myself. Have <laughs> next time I see you, hopefully we'll have a big fancy dress surprise party <laughs> to celebrate the success of singing to, the, to strangers. That people you're, will be queuing up for days. To they buy. will be queuing <laughs> at the door, around the block. Uh, yeah, your album "Singing to Strangers" yes. out March fifteenth. Yes, amazing. do check it out, everyone. Uh, it is a, a fantastic album, thank really so well much. done, and good luck with the tour, Jack. And thank, thank you. you for joining us. And it's just me. Thank you for having and me. guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. 